I cut everything out and you may be familiar with this. I went on an Apple fast, which was mm-hmm. by Edgar Casey. It's something that he put out in the forties, nothing but apples, the non-sugary kind, the delicious apples, which are really like eating shoe leather. There's, they're just texture, fiber and water for three days, solid, went and got a colonic. Guess what? No acne. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me, and let's squeeze the joy out of this life, because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? If you're like most people, you have had a zit at some point in your life, right? Whether you were an adolescent, you had a little hormonal acne, maybe you were expecting your period and one popped up. For the guys out there, maybe something happened as you were hitting puberty. Uh, Yeah, we can all relate to acne in our skin. And hey, it can hit you at any point and ruin your day. I'm talking to Chris Gibson today. He's a sought-after skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. And we both agree that the largest organ on your body, I'm saying on, is your skin. And it tells you when something is going wrong on the inside. It's not just about treating it topically. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk a little bit about what causes these flare-ups at different ages and different stages of your life. What's the best skincare approach for a given age? How can you address your diet and your gut health to be able to adjust some of your skin problems? And what does it mean when certain skin issues arise at certain times? We're going to answer all your questions about the health of your skin in this episode. And the bottom line is, if your insides aren't feeling it, it's going to show on the outside. So let's dive in to this episode. It's more than skin deep. Chris, it's great to have you on the show. It's good to be here. So how did you get started in your person? I think sometimes it's, forgive me, but like for a guy to be talking about skincare, it's just a little different, but it's cool. Tell me how it, you got it. It is. And I've been talking about it since I was 23 and I'm 57 now. So you are not 57. Yeah, 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 Stop yeah. it. Yeah, 1964 is when I showed up. Wow. <laughs> well, you are a testament to, to you. You're walking the talk for well, sure. I had, you know, olive complected, picture perfect skin until I was 11. And then acne attacked. And, you know, in the 80s, it, it was Accutane was new and and antibiotics. That's what we did. And Persagel, which is benzoyl peroxide, which is ox, you know, all the stuff that's still out there today. Noxema, all these names that anybody is of any certain age over 
say 40 will recognize and remember those were our options. Um, so it got my attention that early on and I really struggled with it through high school. I had cystic acne where I would be in the middle of class and one of those cysts would burst and the stuff would start running down your face. It's embarrassing. So I was lucky in that I was somewhat popular in school. So I didn't get picked on. And a lot of people had the issues back then. It was just a part of teenage life. So there was not Instagram and it was not the, the fakeness or the filters. You didn't have that. You just looked the way you did and you piled on whatever kind of concealer you could put on cover up uh, before you had your school pictures taken. So, but it was, I felt like something was wrong with me. Um, you know, and I, they, t I tried cutting out sugar, uh, some, I, there was a little bit of information, but it was really after going to a dermatologist and taking Accutane in my late teens into my twenties that I, I really started to say, okay, this isn't working. Cause I was yeah. having the problem and I wanted to back then be a broadcaster. I was taking broadcasting lessons in college. I wanted to be the weatherman. And, you know, my casting director's like, oh, you got to do something about your acne. No one's ever going to hire you with that bad skin. Another so, blow. I mean, you, you had a history of this, obviously, yeah, plaguing yeah. you throughout your young years. And the crazy thing is, is that, you know, and I'm 52, so I'm in the 50 strata with you. And I remember, like, it was all about Accutane and taking antibiotics. Yeah, and that stuff was tough. Our gut bacteria, which is like, we'll get into that. Yeah, but the worst okay. thing. What was the pivot point where you were like, okay, there is a connection between my skin health and my gut health and my overall health? And right. Health. I, I went to a dermatologist one more time, best in Dallas, which is where I was at the time living. Um, and she said, all I can do is give you, you know, something for a prescription for more antibiotics. And so I paid my $500, which in you know, the 80s was a lot of money to see a dermatologist. And I just pitched it in the trash can on the way out the door. Um, so I started looking, went to the library. I started trying to figure things out. No internet, right? And <laughs> but a friend of mine said, you should go see this herbalist. So I actually went to an herbal store. I can remember that drive just like it was yesterday um, in the Dallas heat <laughs> in the summer. And she put me on to Hebo and told me to cut out all sugar. And um, of course I did that and my acne got worse. So I was like, what, this is worse. Um, and I stopped uh, with the sugar and I was so frustrated. I remember going in and getting a big gulp Coca-Cola. Hmm. And I sat in my car, thinking, this is ridiculous. And I was sipping on that and I watched my skin begin to get redder oh as i was drinking the soda no kidding and so then you the bell went off the inflammation the bell went happening. off something to do with the sugar it really is the sugar so i cut everything out and you may be familiar with this i went on an apple fast which was mm -hmm. by edgar casey it's something that he put out in the 40s nothing but apples the non-sugary kind the delicious apples which are really like eating shoe leather there's they're just texture Fiber and water for three days, solid, went and got a colonic. Guess what? No acne. Really? Not only did I not have lesions anymore, what I had was completely gone. The red marks in my skin that were usually left behind were gone. The whites of my eyes were super white. I was like, oh my God, that worked. So let me ask you, how old were you at that age? At 23. Okay, so I think for a lot of teenagers, it's almost like, 
a rite of passage, right? That, you know, you will get acne. Um, so, and yeah, then, but yeah. into your 20s, you're kind of like, okay, this is supposed to be freaking out. It's not going away. It's, <laughs> and going away. it's not just hormonal anymore. But what did you find? What do you believe that your gut health was just so well, yeah. out of whack? Yeah, it's exactly. I'd taken antibiotics for years. I had a really good dermatologist who tried to, to tone that down, who, um, I went through high school, taught me how to take care of my skin very well, which I teach today, steaming, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I cut the sugar out and started to take probiotics that I began to see a difference. And so I think the, the other thing that it did, which I didn't know until I got older, was correcting all of that and then changing my diet very specifically, very disciplined over a number of years. And that doesn't mean I didn't have a cake here or a piece of something here or whatever, but my general diet was sugar-free, first of all, yeah. and loaded in more vegetables. And of course, in the 80s and 90s, we weren't seeing as much antibiotics used in animal um, husbandry as we do now. Uh, so we're getting antibiotics in our foods that we didn't used to get, you know, as they try to um, mass produce food for people. So I cleaned all of that up. And anytime I would get off the wagon for too long, say yeah. like in the holidays, if I went on a binge and ate like a bunch of sugar over three or four days, I would get a bump. I would get a bump. And the alarm would go off like, oh no, I'm not going back down that road. Yeah. So antibiotics were not the most popular topic, even with doctors. When I wrote my book, that's what really got me famous for this. Um, I went on television and in the mid early 2000s to mid 2000s when MRSA was so bad. And I was talking about the fact that antibiotic use overuse really messes up your system and it has uh, ripple effects through your body. And it's different for different people of different chemistries, different history, different ethnicities. It, there are different things that get triggered by these, this imbalance. And, you know, doctors weren't really willing to hear that. <laughs> Um, although I did very well on television, I even got on a Fox news, uh, where they, you know, when they were doing the thing where they try to bring you in and take down all your stuff, you know, yeah. I, I got through that with that doctor very well, um, unmoved because when it's your story and you've lived it and you've helped other people as an esthetician and a nutritionist, you see the difference it makes for them. So it was all in the book. It's still true today, you know. You have to you share the title of your book, Chris. Acne free in three days. So I I will kind of share my own testimony. I had um, what I call the round diet. I if it was round, it was on my plate: cookies, bagels, yeah. Yeah. donuts. I mean, when I was in college, I really ate like crap, and um, I had <laughs> so much inflammation in my body that I was starting to develop. I had acne all along my jawline. And then also on the bottom of my feet, I had like these little blisters from this overgrowth of yeast. And yeah, you know, what people just, what people are finally starting to get, I feel like it's the, the message is finally starting to come through. And we have so much scientific data and more and more now than ever is how our gut helps to regulate our bodies and also helps to prevent disease and things like candida and all of the things that can contribute to skin issues. Do you think that sometimes people get it 
twisted because they are teenagers and maybe, you know, a mom or a dad out there that's trying to help their kid out. It's just like, oh, it'll pass. It's just hormonal. Yeah. They'll get through yeah, it. I, I, and it I doesn't matter that they eat like all the crap. <laughs> there are two there are two things that happen. And and I think that's what made my book famous when it became famous in the early 2000s with a lot of young people was that the parents either had had it themselves and got through it without too much issue um, or the parents had had scarring from it and were willing to do anything to prevent their child because that was the deal with my dermatologist. We want to prevent scarring. That was his focus. We would do whatever we have to do so you don't have the scars. Um, So it really depends. And then you've got, I mean, people, young, young people are smarter now and will dig because um, there's the internet. There wasn't then. So I think you're right. I think what we're seeing is, and what was happening with my book was there were alternatives that were being missed because it was right to the dermatologist, right to the doctor. And there's nothing wrong with the dermatologist, nothing wrong with the doctor. I encourage people to go to them all the time for different things. But if those things aren't working and helping you, it is good to say this isn't working <laughs> and look to why. And I think the options now, you know, with Activia and all that's not the best way to get probiotics, as you know, at least in the mainstream, it is something that people understand can make you feel better, can straighten out digestive issues. There's still a lot more focus on digestive issues than the ripple effect of those digestive issues like right. candida, yeast overgrowth, um, imbalance in your hormones, all the things that can go on, toxicity, um, fibromyalgia, all those things that are people go, that's attached to that? Yes, fibromyalgia is attached to bad gut health. A lot of things are. Um, So I think the information is more readily available. And then you've got things like YouTube, which I'm on. And yeah, I started my YouTube channel talking very heavily on the acne side because it is what I was most known for. And now, of course, it's evolved into more than that, like anti-aging, because not only is the benefit of getting all of this corrected early on, for just getting rid of acne, your aging process. Yeah. Let's talk about aging. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about you don't age. look your you don't look your age either. And I know <laughs> it's because I, I tell people I say two things. I cleaned up my diet and I did colonics and I fasting. I still do intermittent fasting. I did all of that. I took probiotics. Um I had to go on antibiotics for my teeth. Just hold that one second. I will come right to that. And I knew right away I need I told the, uh, so I'll take these because we need to clear up an infection. I get it. Wonderful. Penicillin. Wonderful. Now I need you to tell me what antibiotics you're, what it, the dose is so I can go get the probiotics to be taking. So I missed out on that. I knew what would happen if I didn't do that. Yeah. So. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it, well then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right, it's not enough. That's why we created the only all natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria, 
that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating, fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eat cleaner. The anti-aging piece of it is by your body not having to constantly fight to be in balance and fight off toxicity, your cells, your mitochondria, your telomeres, all of those things are less damaged. So you age slower. That's just the way it is, your body can take nutrients from food and use it properly when it's not in an inflamed state all the time. So lack of inflammation is lack of aging in my mind. And I, I, I and the other thing I said is wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, today, sunscreen. Talk, I, I think, you know, and, and our audience is really familiar with this subject because I talk about probiotics a lot. It's a big component of my program and my book too. When we, let's kind of break down probiotics because I think, you know, certainly I'd love your views on supplements, but in terms of the focus on food, um, what do you recommend? Because I think one thing that we fall into, which is sad, but it's just kind of, I think, people trying to create products that appeal to an American palate is you'll have the kombucha, but then there's like all the sugar added to it, or you'll right. have the yogurt and they're adding sugar, right. defeating the purpose. Right. What do Which you is the Activia thing I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. What do you recommend yeah. to people? I, to I think on? that you need to try if you're, well, first I always say, try to find a physician that's holistic, has a holistic, um, take on things because oftentimes you can get better quality probiotics from them that are not, you know, you know, but you know, the, you can make your own kombucha, you can make sauerkraut, you can make kimchi, you can make those things that can be very helpful. Um, a lot of people don't realize that those foods, they're fermented, that you can get a lot of wide range of probiotics out of that, that benefit you in many ways. I think when you go and buy products that are over uh, sugar, you know, the high fructose corn syrups kind of finally been taken out, but we still we use way too much sugar and things and trying to find um, pure brand bio probiotics and they cost more. And I think that's a problem for people is that they go, they go, okay, I really need this one. And it's $50. It's expensive. Um, but I can go buy They think it's the same as going and buying. I'll just go buy Activia and get on that. And, you know, it's a low level amount of probiotic that's making it down into your system. And again, you're right, it's all the sugar. So I think you have to educate yourself and, and find people like you that can tell you what type of probiotics work for what, because they don't all do the same thing, as you know. Yeah, and we trying to, yeah, trying to find the purest form that can survive, which is usually through foods. In my opinion, it's very hard to get a supplement to make it all the way down. I mean, if you take it long enough, because I did that, I took a really high 
dose probiotic to offset the penicillin. Um, but there's issues, you know, that gives you like, you get heartburn from that because you're, you're taking those live bacteria and trying to force them down. So you have to take that for a really long time to get the benefit, I think. Whereas you can go to uh, more natural, because I supplemented it with kombucha, but sugar-free. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and, so and I, you have a good point there. You you can make your own, you know, but just as a general rule for people out there trying to find the better um, products, you know, I think you made a very good point about pickles. Pickles are a great thing that you can add um, that generally don't, especially if you make them, don't have to have sugar. I have a really good quick pickled recipe in my book, even drinking raw apple cider vinegar that's fermented. Yeah, well, um, you know, right. miso, um, eating pickled ginger. Like pickled that. ginger is really good too. Pickled garlic. You know, there's a lot of fermented foods that don't have added sugar that we can explore. What about hydration? For me, I think hydration related to good skincare has been a huge game changer for me, just making sure I'm drinking enough water. Um, You want one of the things that I've been testing, I just did it. Well, now it's been months away. Time on YouTube is like, it seems like (laughs) you just did it. Um, I did an eight week test on collagen peptides, which are just amino acids, hydrolyzed amino acids, which the reason I bring that up is for me, hydration has always been a key thing. And I drink lots of water. I'm just, I've always had to do that. Um, Because I had one kidney stone, again, when I was young, I had a kidney stone and they said, you'll have these for the rest of your life. Never had another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause yeah. I'm very disciplined when I learn something, I really do take it to heart. And you feel the pain of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that again. Yeah. So um, making sure that you know what your water is that you're drinking, you know, um, first of all, and then the collagen peptides, because there are 19 amino acids that help build collagen and hydrate and lubricate your joints, your organs and your skin. What I found was I didn't get, phenomenal hair and nail growth. I didn't have those issues, but I clearly I had a dry back, which is really weird. People that have oily skin and acne normally have it on the back for whatever reason, the way I'm wired, I never had that issue back there. It was always dry skin. So I was constantly trying to put lotion spray stuff back there. So when I started taking the collagen peptides, that went away. So clearly one of those amino acids or several of those amino acids were something I was low on that was, would help my hydration and it has really made a big difference. So it really is about discovering what you need. Some people are gonna take collagen peptide, um, animal-based. Some people are gonna get benefits out of them. Some people are not. And from what I've seen through my lifetime with things like that, it usually means you're taking a supplement that you don't really need because you're not getting anything from it. You yeah, for, for, I, I'm a big fan of collagen. I recommend it regularly. Certainly yeah. getting amino, your full range of amino acids is extremely important. For our plant-based eaters, there are plenty of plant-based options too. There are all yeah. kinds of sea vegetables, sea moss. We have a great yeah. uh, Which is high, all of that's high in vitamin uh, K2, which exactly. is very important. Very important, especially for women with calcium distribution, osteoporosis, preventing that. Potassium, disease all, my mom all, had all of the yeah. all of those nutrients. I think you know. Also, just not waiting until you're thirsty. I mean, we we hear it all the time, but it's one of those things where it's like you, if you're thirsty, you kind of have already gone past that point. Yeah. 
So yeah. do the math and 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 try and get at least half your body weight in ounces a day in Yeah, clear. just be proactive with that. I drink the first thing I have in the morning when I get up is is chilled water. Um and there's so many I guzzle that down yeah. like it's you know, even though I'm not particularly thirsty per se, I'm not like in the morning I I do it anyway. It's a habit. Yeah. And there's so many options. You can make your own. If you want to use a seltzer water with fruit in it, you can do that the night before. So many ways to make it where it's just not plain water. If you want to do a squeeze of lemon, that's a little hard on the teeth over a lifetime, but, you know, change it up, throw a couple of blueberries in there. You don't have to put like a pile of anything and the water will take on the flavor so that it's not boring. Because I realize yeah. most of the people that I work with, I'll drink water. I don't like plain water either, unless I'm really thirsty um i like a little something to it so you know the thing is not to go out and you know buy a bunch of juice manufactured juices because they're full of sugar and very low in nutrition um other than the vitamin c is stable so it stays but the rest of it you know you're just basically drinking water and sugar that's yeah. flavored so, so we, I, got the, we got the diet in check we're yeah. eating probiotic rich foods lots of fruits and vegetables which are also very high leafy greens leafy greens lots leafy of fiber yeah. lots of um you know water hydration collagen what is the secret sauce i'm sure there is like a secret sauce maybe it's a skincare ingredient or something that you've seen in your work and i i want to focus in on anti-aging for this that you think makes a big difference because we're seeing a lot hyaluronic acid and retinol and ubiquitous ubiquitous skincare products too like yeah. how do you drill in on what the best thing is um You've got about just two minutes left the, uh, the thing is all those are ubiquitous so hyaluronic acid is just about in everything um really for collagen and anti-aging to me is the peptides which are again amino acids Water-based peptides, I often recommend Collagen Boost by Inculus because it is a very purified form of that. Anything that can support your skin producing healthier cells and being able to retain more moisture and water is going to help you look less old. It's going to help those dynamic wrinkles continue to go away when we quit smiling and not leave static wrinkles, which... Yeah what happened over time high quality retinols if you can tolerate them um, there's a lot of conjecture out there back and forth oh they they thick thin skin no they really don't retinols vitamin a something your body knows what to do with anyway the problem is the process of the conversion of the retinol into retinoic acid which is what your skin needs so a retinaldehyde which is retinol with an a i know it's weird there's retinol with an o um if you can find one, and there's many, there are many of them out there. Maylove makes one that's really good. That conversion process doesn't happen two or three times on your skin, which is what causes the irritation. So the retinoic acid, which your skin has anyway, from your takes from your body, isn't going to cause an irritation. The things around it may. The mm -hmm. conversion process may. The other ingredients in it. So um, that's why tretinoin and the, and um, you know retin A work well for a lot of people because that's a more purified form, but it's also very powerful. And it goes through that three-step process on the skin. So people have to acclimate. So and do you have a recommendation of products that people can find on your blog? Yes. Yeah. On my, on my interactive blog, Skin So Fabulous. And I talk on 
the YouTube channel is a well that have 400 videos. Okay, you can awesome. literally type my name in and a skin condition and a video comes up. You yeah, don't even right. have to like. And we'll we'll link that in the yeah. show notes. So, I've been a big fan of hyaluronic acid lately. It's good. I'll tell you, it's made a huge difference in my skin, and I slather that on at yeah. night before I go to bed. A and lot of people means- don't realize it's a salt. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you need to make sure that you pair it with some. If you live in a dry climate. It, it holds about a thousand times, they say, is some conjecture about that. It pulls moisture into that molecule as it sits on the skin. And because it's a salt, your cell is able to take that in. That's how it all works. That's the process. Yeah. If you live in a dry climate, however, or you have dry skin and you live in a dry climate, it can take moisture from your skin. So it's very important to use it with a glycerin ingredient. That's what look for. Dimethicone, there's a lot of conjecture about that. I don't think that's ingredients really necessarily bad for you. It's just a humectant that sits on the top of the skin and holds the moisture in. Ceramides, lipids, anything, a ceramide cream. What about um, vegetable glycerin? Like just vegetable glycerin. Vegetable yeah. glycerin. Yeah, there are a lot of products out there. Uh, the Ordinary, the Inky List, they all use a vegetable type glycerin in their products. Um, anytime you see any of those and they say they're vegan, that means it's a vegetable glycerin. Yeah. So you yeah. don't have to do a whole lot of digging to figure that out. If it should say cruelty-free, obviously you want it cruelty-free. But when you see the label on there, like Polish Choice, when you see those formulas that have that, that means that it is vegetable glycerin and not yeah. manufactured. I, we actually use vegetable glycerin in our fruit and veggie wash. It's oh, one of the yeah. things that it's... helps to remove the waxy film that can be on produce to actually clean what's under the surface. Yeah, and the wax is sticky. So anything, <laughs> as it travels, it collects toxins from the environment, just like our skin does. So Definitely. So I love this. And I we're definitely going to link to everything that you have in the show notes. I want to end with the question that I always ask my guests. If you could have one meal that favorite meal created by one person, what would the meal be and who would make it for you? Oh, that's hard. I love so many chefs. <laughs> uh, probably Giada De Laurentiis. And it would have to be some sort of one of her pure fruit meal. You know, she does the fruit with the meats, the lean oh, meats yeah. fruit. Um, where she uses actual fruit juices and things to sweeten. And uh, that's probably what I would want to try. Okay. It's like one of my favorites because there are so many. That's a really tough question you're asking. I know. It's thought provoking, <laughs> but and, it and should be a fun especially, one. Man. Especially at lunchtime. It's like, wow. <laughs> so, well, yeah, Chris, but, this has been a great discussion. I think, you know, your skin is obviously your largest organ. It's the yes. reflection of everything that's going on. It's your biggest filter. And we got to take care of it from the inside out. So thank you for your wisdom and sharing this really important information. I know from pain comes uh, growth. (laughs) Yeah, many things and I enjoyed it. I always enjoy talking about it, so. Awesome, thank you again. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch, so it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out 
and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.